0: Bad news for the Boston Bruins is tukarask still has quite a bit of rust to shake off. But the good news is he should be in midseason form by the postseason. On today's episode, we're going to talk about last night's loss to the Anaheim Ducks, update the uh sorry, the Eastern Conference power rankings, and a whole lot more. So let's get into it. <laughs> as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, January 25th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms. So please do subscribe and uh, download, listen at your leisure. Uh, We're also on YouTube. So you can follow along on the uh, video feed as well. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins, both at Instagram and Twitter. And I am at Ian C. McLaren. You can find my dad jokes, hockey tweets on uh, Twitter. And uh, there's Bessie just running around the background, meowing away. She was quite noisy last night. Uh, so I was up around three o'clock. Dealing with that, which was not cool. Let's Anyways, the Bruins closing a seven-game homestand with a 5-3 loss to the Anaheim Ducks on Monday night. Relatively successful homestand altogether, 5-2. and two. Uh, They now travel to Colorado, Arizona, and Dallas for a three-game road trip uh, before coming home to play Uh, Seattle next week. Now, the big story in this one was the play of Tuka Rask and the state of his game uh, after four starts. Uh, He made 22 saves on 27 shots in his fourth start, his first back-to-back, and following the loss, Cassidy admitted the netminder is not where he needs to be as he continues to work his way back into game shape. Cassidy said, I think that's evident. We weren't sure he would be this soon either. So it was an admission on their part that it would take some time for Rask to get up to speed, which is natural after offseason hip surgery and not playing for several months. Cassidy Thinks he needs about seven or eight starts. Uh, part of it is good that he got right back in after the game on Saturday. He needs to get those reps in, uh, but they didn't get the result they needed. Needed more saves if they were going to win last night, but he'll need more starts. So it's kind of a catch-22 here. Um uh, asked, in order to get where he needs to be, he needs to get those starts, but he's not yet where he needs to be. So those starts in the meantime could be a little rough. And I know a lot of Bruins fans are frustrated saying the team had such a good thing going with Jeremy Swayman, uh, Linus Allmark has found his game. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to not get as many starts as Tuka tries to get up to speed. Um, But you look back to when Linus Allmark began with the Bruins, he was coming to a new team, a new system, got off to a rough start in the preseason early on. He found his game. We kind of have to go through that process again here with Tuka Rask. Uh, Long rehab process after that uh, hip surgery, and he didn't get a preseason. He didn't get a training camp. He didn't even get conditioning games in the AHL being thrown right into the fire and you know, after that seven or eight game mark, as he begins to get into double digits, if he's still rocking uh 844 save percentage, then there will be some questions to ask, but for the time being that catch 22 is just having to be patient with Rask, giving him the starts to get through this rough patch but also accepting that there will be a rough rough patch until he gets up to speed. Cassidy said he's got to sort through it, get through kinks in his game, track pucks a little better, find pucks, puck touches, all those things that you have to get back in your game where he feels good about it. It's like any other position. You have a little success. You feel better about your game. So that's where you've got to get to. It's not unlike... Um, David Pasternak, early on, his game wasn't where it needed to be. A lot of that was fueled by um, the off-season tragedy that befell him personally. Uh, But you can see his confidence is back, although his back check on Isaac Lundestrom's shorthanded goal left a bit to be desired uh, for sure. And that, for me, eliminated him from earning Big Bear of the night honors, uh, but as for Tuka Rask, he said, "Obviously, uh, you have you can't expect it." He said, "Of having Rustin's return, you're a proud player. Proud player, you're trying to set expectations high, and then reality sometimes doesn't match it." Obviously, I haven't been good enough, he admitted. Kind of the inconsistency within the game, game in game out, hasn't been there gotta fix that so he's not satisfied personally not as sharp as he needs to be puck play a lot of things he just has to work on it uh he's made some saves at times that show it's still there but then the consistency within the games too can't let uh in like one or two bad goals a game that he has been doing the only way you can do it by playing is by playing. We're midway through the season, so they don't have the luxury of throwing games away, putting him in there to try and figure it out. He needs to be sharp every time he goes out there, he said, and that's his job to find it. It's not easy. Got to work on it, game in and game out, finding that consistency, trying to help the team get some wins. The schedule's tough. There's not a whole lot of practice time, so it makes it even tougher. You can do All you want with goalie coach Bob Essence and a couple of guys. But when you throw bodies in there and a lot of variables, it's not easy to simulate the game situation. He'll do his best and hopefully he can find that consistency. And we're all obviously hoping for that. Again, the Bruins uh, are in a very tough stretch of the schedule right now. Um, And it's not ideal to throw rask back into the fire midseason uh when they are sitting in the second wild card spot although we'll see here in a second that it is somewhat comfortable spot at the moment and again that catch 22 is allowing him to find his game while playing through it in critical situations and the more he struggles the more they'll drop points but the goal is, in the end, he will be back to elite form when the games matter most in the postseason. Now, the other big story in this one was Nick Felino leaving the game in the second period with an upper body injury after dropping the gloves with Sam Carrick. Um, moments after tangling with Anaheim goalie John Gibson, uh, the Ducks broadcast said something about Felino jawing young defenseman Jamie Drysdale. John Gibson, uh, whom Felino has history with, took exception to that. And then this fight happened. He's gone. It's his third injury of the season. Not sure when he's going to be back. But, you know, I like Nick Felino as a, a hockey player, as a person. You've seen him on the Zoom calls, his interviews. He's very personable. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough look for a guy who's signed with a no move clause, uh, through, you know, next season as well. And who just can't seem to remain in the lineup. Um, $3.8 million cap hit, uh, don't love him fighting like that. We don't need him to be an enforcer. Don't need him to be David Backus 2.0. And if he's out for any length of time, Uh, Anton Bleed was back skating, so I would expect that we would see him back in the lineup. Uh, Big Bear of the Night, Uh, it's really tough because nobody really played all that great. I would say David Pasternak, one goal, one assist, six shots, although he did have that pretty weak back check Uh, on the penalty kill. He only got 16 minutes of shorthanded time. I guess I'll give it to him uh, in a pinch here. Despite that play, before we get to some uh, news and notes, no, the Eastern Conference power rankings. Sorry, I was distracted there by Bessie's meowing. Uh, let's talk for a moment about Bet Online. They want to wish you a happy betting New Year as they continue their march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year, they have a new updated desktop and mobile website, so you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON to get started. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, whether it's uh, football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. Bet online, where the game starts, use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. Apologies for a bit of a lazy pick there when it comes to big bear of the night. Again, didn't really love anybody's game last night. Uh, Oscar Steen with the hit from behind. That should have been a five game made or sorry, five minute major. Uh, the second line did produce with uh, goals from Halla Posternock and Taylor Hall. Uh, but Again, not enough to make up for the rust in Tuka Rask's game. Now, I mentioned the Bruins kind of playing through uh, Rask's rust and the fact that they are still pretty well secure in a playoff spot. Uh, There's a very distinct split in the Eastern Conference between the top eight and the bottom eight uh, Bruins in eighth in terms of total points right now with 50. Uh, They're eight points ahead of the Detroit Red Wings, and they also have three games in hand on that team. Uh, The next closest team to a playoff spot is the Columbus Blue Jackets, 13 points behind the Bruins with the same amount of games played. Actually, when you look at point percentage, the Bruins sit Seventh in the East, they're 0.01% ahead of the Washington Capitals, who have dropped to 640. Uh, They're five points back of Washington for the first wildcard spot, with four games in hand there. Um, When it comes to Toronto, they're three points back of the Maple Leafs, with uh, the Leafs holding a game in hand on Toronto right now at the top of the east two clear teams carolina and florida 737 point percentage for carolina 726 for florida Uh, florida has a plus 48 goal differential and carolina is at plus 45 only the colorado avalanche are uh, better right now they have a 762 point percentage plus 49 goal differential they're clearly the top team in the NHL uh, with a 9 0 1 record over their last 10 and 18 2 1 record at home. So they're going to be very tough to beat. Uh, then you kind of have Tampa and New York in uh, the next tier Tampa, 709 point percentage, plus 26 goal differential. The Rangers at 698, a plus 22 goal differential. Maple Leafs right behind at 697 point percentage plus 29 goal differential. Pittsburgh coming up 695 plus 31 goal differential. They're arguably uh, hotter and on track to catch either of those teams. And then you have the Bruins and the Capitals with the Islanders actually at 500 tied with the Red Wings. They're eight points back of Detroit with eight games in hand, whether they can uh, catch the Bruins 16 points back of Boston with five games in hand on the Bruins. That's going to be quite a, quite a hill to climb for the New York Islanders. And it would take quite a collapse for the Bruins as well, but you know, still not even at the halfway point for the Boston Bruins. Now that will come after the Arizona game on Friday. So still a lot to be determined, but for the time being, the Bruins pretty well set in a playoff spot, and their underlying numbers are quite strong as well. Again, uh, shot attempt differential, they rank fourth. And the reason I look at shot attempt differential, I've had some discussions on uh, Twitter about this. Why I look at the differentials is because of the disparity within the games played. These differentials show how the Bruins are stacking up against the competition, competition night in and night out. So when I reference a shot differential percentage of 54.15% for the Bruins, they may not be near the top of the NHL in total shot attempts for, but they're also suppressing shot attempts against. So they have 1,118 uh Sorry, 1,815 shot attempts, four at five on five, 1,537 against at five on five. So they have a fourth ranked shot attempt differential. Uh, In terms of total shots, they rank first at five on five with a shot attempt shot differential of 56.7 expected goals. uh, They rank uh, first again, 56.83. So that's, you know, the amount they're generating versus the amount the opposition's generating. In uh, terms of high danger chances, they are also first, 57.02. So while they may be, uh, you know, 21st in terms of high danger chances for totals, they're also uh, first in terms of Allowing the fewest amount of high danger chances against, which means they have a high danger chance differential of 57.02%, which is tops in the NHL. Their shooting percentage is still a bit low, which is keeping them from succeeding night in and night out, 7.07, and uh, that should rise. As the season goes on, as it has been over the month of January. If you have any questions about that, feel free to hit me up at ENC McLaren or at Locked NHL Bruins for the time being, putting the Bruins uh, in eighth in the Eastern Conference power rankings. But Washington is uh, within catching distance, and uh, hopefully they can make good on uh, what. Well, it'll be a tough road trip to start at the very least. Colorado, like I mentioned, top team in the NHL. Then they play Arizona, who's one of the worst teams in the NHL, and then round it out with uh, a game against the Dallas Stars, who are kind of middle of the pack in the uh, Western Conference. Right now, they are just outside the playoff picture Tie with Calgary in points, but have a lower point percentage right now. if The playoffs were to start today. The Bruins would play the Florida Panthers in the first round of the playoffs and uh, make of that what you will. I want to thank you again for making locked on Boston Bruins, your first listen every day. For your second listen, I recommend checking out the Locked On Bets podcast. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Free and available on all podcast platforms. Now, what else is going on around the NHL? Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Keith Yandel tied the NHL's Iron Man record of 964 consecutive games incredibly impressive when it comes to yeah playing in the nhl and i think it dates back to like 2009 uh which is ridiculous to go that long without missing a game is really uh really quite something and uh you know everybody always thought he would play for the uh boston Bruins at some point he chose to go to philly and um they are pretty bad leading to some speculation that they could trade a bunch of players. I would love to have Claude Giroux as the Bruins' second-line center. Uh, The Locked On Sharks podcast today, they're talking about uh, what a Thomas Hurdle trade would look like, uh, referencing the Avs, the Rangers, the Wild, and our Bruins. So do check that out if you have a chance and see what they're talking about. Uh, major congrats to the Vancouver Canucks actually for making franchise history by hiring Emily Castongue as their first uh, female assistant general manager, the first in NHL history. Uh, she's an NHLPA certified agent, and she played Division One hockey. Holds a law degree, finance degree. Uh, very impressive hire for the Vancouver Canucks, and that comes after uh, they hired Rachel Dory as an analytics uh, person. She, of course, was on the podcast not too long ago uh, and uh, very happy for uh, for Rachel, for sure. Uh, what else is going on out there? Uh, not too much. A lot of, yeah, continued speculation about Jacob Chitrin, whether or not the Bruins will step up for him. Uh, JT Miller seemingly available in Vancouver and Frank Saravelli reporting that the New York Rangers have expressed interest as well as the wild, the flames and our Boston Bruins. So, you know, with Patrice Bergeron, an unrestricted free agent at season's end with Tuka Rask, not sure if he'll play beyond this season. I would be shocked if, Don Sweeney doesn't take a big swing at or prior to the trade deadline. <laughs> Bessie giving me some love here on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, these are some names to look out for. Hurdle, Miller, Giroux, Dylan Strom, I'm still big on in Chicago, even though they were shut out last night by the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Don Sweeney has some picks. Some prospects, some prospects to deal and uh, expect him to shore up the blue line as well as the situation down the middle before the trade deadline. That's it for today's podcast. Um, As for what I'll be watching tonight with no Bruins hockey on, definitely continuing season four of Ozark. We've watched a couple episodes so far. I'm almost done my Parks and Rec rewatch. And I've been trying to get through Better Call Saul again as well, which is really such a fantastic show. Um, Snowy, cold up here today. I hope you're all doing well, keeping well. It's another rough stretch. January, always a difficult month. And a lot of not great news lately in hockey and otherwise. Continued lockdown up here in Ontario. But we take it one day at a time, one hour at a time even, and uh, just trying to, yeah, stay positive and get through it. Bruins didn't provide a happy distraction last night, but hopefully this podcast uh, can, yeah, just bring you some level of, not distraction, but um, yeah, something else to occupy your time and your thoughts. Thank you so much for joining in on the conversation here on Locked On Boston Bruins. Do subscribe if you haven't already, follow the social accounts, and uh, you can also comment on the YouTube page. We can keep the conversation going there as well. Here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Happy Tuesday, friends. Take care, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.